an angel is sent from heaven to help a desperately frustrated businessman by showing him what life would have been like if he had never existed. If you think any of your jabroni movie podcasts out there can mess with the useless critics, the top dog, the best in the game, you don't know what you're talking about. You candy asses are gonna get sent out of here. Fuck you, Uncle Billy. Like She was like, but I wanna look at my flower. And that made me sad for kids back then because yeah. all they had to look at was a damn flower that they picked. Like, kids, like iPads? No, 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 no. Like, look at this flower. <laughs> Today we are going to be talking about It's a Wonderful Life. Merry Christmas. Merry, <laughs> uh, Merry wow. Christmas, both of you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're coming, mm-hmm. we're coming into Merry the holidays. Christmas. And so uh, we want to do uh, get a get a holiday episode out here, uh, and uh, chose it's a wonderful life. I'm gonna I'm mm. gonna just go ahead and jump in and start talking about this movie um, because that's this, what we're here to do. Well, I think mm, that's that's that seems like the right thing to do. Point. Of this? A, lo- a lot of people want us to talk about Die Hard. A lot of right. people want us to talk about Lethal Weapon. You know, other classic Christmas movies. Classic Christmas movies. We're here for the truest of the Christmas movies, and that's why we're here. Of uh, it's a wonderful life. Feels it's good. A true Christmas movie. That's like maybe fifteen minutes of actual like just the very end. Yeah, which I forgot about that. I forgot <laughs> that it's. I, I kept waiting for like Christmas to hit, and it's, it's like thirty minutes to go in the movie, and it's. Like, oh, I, I was saying the same thing to Nick before we start recording. I'm like watching. I'm like, why the hell is this a Christmas movie again? And then we get to the last twenty minutes. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, that's, that's right. There's all this barely part. a Christmas movie. But probably the best, I guess, if we're... I, I love this what, what movie. I, this is definitely my favorite Christmas movie. This is this was uh, one of my wife, me and my wife's first dates we ever went on. I took her to a screening of It's a Wonderful Life because she hadn't seen it. Hmm. Um, hmm. Uh, give me uh, a thousand, Alex, for hipster things in Portland, please. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, okay. no, I absolutely love this movie. I think uh, Jimmy Stewart bats a thousand in this movie. I feel like I really feel like uh, this movie wouldn't be as good as it is if it wasn't for him. I feel like a lot of the movie is him selling it to us, and like his like elation when he's happy, like you feel happy. He has like a very infectious smile. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like on the flip side of that, he also like sells me on like being a uh, uh, like desperate man at the end of his rope. <laughs> right. Like I-, I feel like both ends of the spectrum. He just kills it in this movie. Yeah. His acting, it's very expressive and his voice is really loud and it's it, it, like the movie overall feels kind of like a play. Right. I mean, it's like a lot of, you know, single shot scenes, a lot of people coming in and out of this one sh- shot, you know, and uh, but like you're saying, Jimmy Stewart, it's one of those, movies that we've talked about before where you know the lead actors just carrying the movie and just like kind of takes everybody along with them and you know it's such a fun guy to root for you know and and you feel all the emotions that, that he feels um uh without jimmy stewart this movie's not as great as it as uh yeah. as it's remembered i don't th- i don't think anybody else in this role would have you know g- gave the p- movie the lasting power that it has today have they ever remade this movie? I don't, I don't think so. I think so. Surprising. That's pretty That's crazy. That's crazy yeah. that like a property like this hasn't been redone. Uh, you know, especially nowadays, you know, where where yeah. a little a little bit of of happiness in a movie is is very welcomed. <laughs> I mean, if it did, it's give me some hope, man. Didn't pick up. Like it didn't stick. If they did remake it, <laughs> I have a question. Did you? As uh, you guys all rewatched it, I assume, right for this. Um. Amazon has it in color and in black and white. Which one did you watch? Um, oh man! So when I'm watching this movie regularly on like this or yeah around this time of year, um, I always watch it in black and white. I, mm-hmm. I decided for the purposes of this rewatch, I watched it in color because I don't <gasps> normally do. It's a sin. <laughs> My God, I, I watched it in color also. I prefer color to, to black and white. I just do. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, 
<laughs> but but yeah, someone's gonna come from my head on that one, I'm sure. <laughs> it's the right choice. Don't yell at me. <laughs> um, my thing is that like, it's the same movie. So like, yeah. you know, if you have the option to watch it in color, why not watch it in color? This isn't yeah, just like a, a freaking <laughs> George Lucas remastered and I'm going to also change a bunch of shit about the movie kind of deal. Like they just added color. So mm-hmm. like I would much rather just watch the same movie, but in color. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I was going to say, I, I watched it in black and white and I kind of wish I watched it in color. <laughs> of co- of but, course you did. <laughs> The first hour or so drags, and when it's just in black and white, it's like, uh, I wish I had colors yeah. to look. <laughs> Riley's such a Riley's such a movie purist that he only watches Memento, right. just the black and white scenes. Like, that's it. You know, he just stay, just stays away from color in general. The Mad Max black and chrome edition, he yeah. just gobbles that up. It just, mm-hmm. you know, he, he he's a big True. fan of The Giver. The the way movies were meant to be watched only uh, in black and white. That's right. That's I, it. Yeah. I only watched the first half of Pleasantville. Yeah, that's, <laughs> turn off instantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all I need. need to I'm good here now. Let's keep this moving. On to Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> um, the there were there were remakes. To it's a Wonderful Life. They went under different titles. Um. A Wonderful Life it is. But, like, It Happened on Christmas, it looks like, is a remake. Yeah. It Happened on Christmas? Oh, it's like a... That's the name of the remake. It Happened on Christmas. But it's the same. It takes place in the same town. That's a worse title, for sure. Yeah. It Happened on Christmas. Donna Reed wasn't in that one, so I'm not really interested, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Riley, you were making... you You were... you brought up the point that uh, it feels kind of more like a play than like a mm-hmm. movie and just kind of the way that it, the scenes are constructed. I feel like that's kind of a common occurrence through like a lot of old movies. Like they didn't like cinema was still relatively new. And so like they didn't have some of the like building blocks that we have today that we kind of base uh, like struck scene structures and stuff like that off of and so they based a lot of them on like stage play you know production mm-hmm. um which is honestly something that i really like like i really like that from old movies how it just has that kind of i, I don't know it feels a little bit more performative instead of like immersive mm. uh at times like it, it feels like yeah. i'm watching a production rather than like actually being in the the small town that these people are in, which like Mm -hmm. those aren't necessarily mutually exclusive. I can still be fully enveloped in the story while enjoying it as like the way it's being uh, produced. But the, the other thing that I was noticing that I really liked, and I think that like should be brought back in some capacities, not every movie, obviously, but like, I feel like someone should do it is the title cards from the beginning it's good that are like mm. actual title cards that people are just like shuffling yeah. through as revealed to us i i love that i love that kind of like actually having the physical object uh element to it the fact that it's just somebody standing off camera like shuffling through poster boards um <laughs> I, I i think that's a really cool thing and having those like tangible elements it's like having practical effects over visual effects sometimes in a movie like sometimes it just works better and gives you the right feel for what you're going for. Um, I, I think that's something that, you know, someone someone should bring back. Someone should put in, in something. I feel like that's a nice element. Yeah, it definitely adds to the charm of the movie just overall, you know. Yeah. I think it, uh, it kind of gives it a newer life in the, in the modern era. Um, but uh, back like to what you're saying about uh, yeah, how it's shot and just how it, uh, there's, there are a couple scenes where it, it just has a, all these different characters coming in and talking to George at different times. And they're kind of talking over each other at times. That part, like some of those scenes I thought were kind of hard to follow uh, (laughs) sometimes where it's just like, Oh, who's this guy? What is he? Okay. There's there's this guy. And then, you know, like, uh, like that scene before they, uh, before George and Mary have their big dance uh, performance or whatever. Um, Yeah. The the guys just talking over each other. We don't know who any of these people are. And it's just, you know, it's, 
kind of a cluster, you know. I think they would they would shoot that way differently now. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I but. like I like how it, to like combat that kind of like confusion, like who who's talking? Am I supposed to know who this person is? They give people like very standout characteristics, like Sam Wainwright. He's always like hee-haw every time he's oh, yeah, that, like yeah. like that's how you know who he is. That's how you know. Yeah. I, hate it, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. That guy's wild. <laughs> oh, I hate that guy. It's like, oh, yeah, the, the goofball. The goofball. I, oh. yeah. I'm the goofball in the movie. <laughs> That's a, that is some 1940s ass shit, also, man. Like <laughs> that bit. Like, come on. That's how I'm going to introduce myself from now on. Hi, I'm Nick. Hee haw. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> This podcast is over. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of some of the shots throughout the movie, um, I, I wanted to draw attention to a couple of them. Uh, so pretty much any of the tracking shots where George is like running through downtown, um, mm. I, I loved all of those. There's like uh, one of the first ones when he like first gets his uh, suitcase and he's like running through the town and there's like people calling out from you know, the floor above in the building and loan. He's like talking to people on the street. He runs into Bert and Ernie. Um, <laughs> so it, tight. Yeah. And then there's like the, uh, the scene after he like comes back from non-existing and he's running through the town and he's like, you know, saying hello to all the different things throughout the town and he's running through the snow. And that, that part of the movie is just so iconic. I couldn't help but mention it. But one of the ones that stood out the most to me, and it's it's because it's totally a different tone than the rest of the movie, is after George, so after he no longer exists, and he starts going through the town, like, finding all the people, and he speaks to his mom. After he speaks to his mom, and he realizes his mom has no idea who he is, he runs off the porch right up into the camera, and it's, a like, an extreme close-up right on his face, and he's just like looking from side to side and the music gets a little eerie. The whole thing feels like it could be out of oh. the twi- out of a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> um, it's just it's really good. And it makes you feel as like uneasy as it would be being in that situation, like feeling like everything you've ever known is now wrong. I, I just really love that shot. Yeah, it could have gone a little bit more John claude Van Damme for my liking. Um, what a little bit, I, need, I just a little bit more. Uh, he, he needed to emote more, you know, full on like, ah, like, like panicking. What on earth is happening? I just got powder thrown into my face by a man with a large chest. Uh, that's what I really needed in that scene, but I think it worked out. Clarence is just watching him on his knees, like screaming for forty seconds. Like, huh. What's this guy's problem? Uh, yeah, can I, uh, I mentioned the dancing scene before. Dancing. That's probably the cringiest part for me. Just the, all the, you know, just everybody dancing. Like nobody's really that good at dancing in the scene. And it's like, it's kind of, it's just really, uh, it's just typical white person dancing. You know what I mean? Um, it's a Charles and then they, and then they, I mean, that's, yeah. and then they, they, they fall in, (laughs) they fall into the water. Uh, somehow they didn't feel the the floor moving. Terrible but... awareness, terrible spatial <laughs> awareness. You know, like instantly, if you're gonna dance that badly, you gotta know where you're at. <laughs> but like instantly, they start dancing in the water, like they like they expected it or something. You know, like, I don't know. He's a he's a jokester. You know, uh, uh, George Bailey. He's uh, he likes to have fun, and so even when he finds that... himself in a humiliating situation, uh, he can't help himself but just have a good time. Keep dancing, um, Mary. Keep dancing. But also at the same time, like they're they're at a high school dance. Of course, nobody's that good of a dancer. Like this isn't freaking yeah. High School Musical, man. Like <laughs> everybody, uh, you know, it's, people. Well, my high school was. People are doing dancers. flips. And... Yeah, didn't, didn't your your high school didn't have like a retractable floor that revealed a large. <laughs> Olympic sized pool that didn't happen at your high school like oh. for a small town <laughs> in like what is it like upstate New York I think is what they're supposed to be it's like they put a lot of money into that high school <laughs> gymnasium an insane amount yeah. 
<laughs> also, the uh, the guy that opened the the floor, you know, to reveal the pool, and his devious plot was to you know get them in the water. That that's counterintuitive, man. Like the people that jump in the pool at a party that you're not supposed to be jumping in a pool, they're the trendsetters. Like they just changed the party in like the best way possible. Like oh, you yes, set them up sure. yeah. for success. Actually, yes. that moment's gonna bring them closer together. You know, as opposed to bring them apart. You messed up royally there yeah his point <laughs> really backfired and then like so much so that he and the other guy were like oh yeah let's jump in this looks fun <laughs> <laughs> those guys are really cool let's join them that would be really cool and like what did, what did the other guy like i understand what the like one guy uh what his like thing for wanting to get back at george was but what the guy who had the key initially like What's his deal? He's just like, I oh, I just want to create chaos. Like, yeah. I, I want somebody to open this floor on the dance, but I don't want to be the one to do it. So I'll steal the key, but someone else has to press the button. <laughs> yeah, no, he just, he wanted anarchy. That's that's all that guy wanted. He just wanted to see the world burn. People just want to see the world burn. Turned to positive, though. I said, the, the, that water had to be freezing cold, though. There's no way that was heated, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just like stagnant water underneath the gym floor for who knows how long. I don't know. I probably wouldn't have jumped in, but I I would have been one of those lame people on the like side of the thing that was like, no, I'm not I'm not jumping in there. <laughs> you see the suit? Like, yeah. When's when's yeah. <laughs> like yeah? This this cost me like thousands of dollars in current currency you know like i had to say my mother and father had to to work very hard for this suit uh it's the only it's the one 40s. i have um <laughs> i wear the suit everywhere <laughs> yeah and how often are they actually opening the floor to like pour chlorine into there like there had to have been algae and stuff just sitting around i don't know well, one of the things that's struck me as really weird when watching this movie is so there's a scene after harry comes back uh from college and he's married now and george is having a little bit hard time dealing with the fact that he now can't just take off and leave the the building and loan and this town mm. he's stuck here again and so he's having a little bit of trouble working through that and so he finds violet on the street and is like let's go make a that's night nice. of it let's walk in the grass in our bare feet and we'll we'll hike up to mount bedford and there's a waterfall up there and we'll you know look at look out under the stars and it's like first of all like i don't know why she was so hung up on like not doing this this sounds like really fun <laughs> and kind of romantic yeah. like <laughs> Um, but then like he's describing this and then all of a sudden there's just like appears a mob of people surrounding them and they're all just like oh ha, ha, he's such a weirdo walk around in your bare feet and it's like where'd you why are you just all standing here listening to this yeah. conversation We're that like was amazing the it, it got super slapstick all of a sudden like very randomly out of the blue i thought that maybe that was like in his head at first because it's just like that seems impossible for there to be that like mob of people like laughing and him to not not notice what was happening around him but uh i thought that was hysterical i, I i'm pretty good at that i'm like what is happening um, and then another thing that I thought was funny is the chair on the other side of Potter's desk is like super short. And so he like <laughs> makes it so he's like always looming over whoever's like having a conversation with him in his office. Power move. Total power mm. move. Mm. You yeah. got to make sure that you're and, uh, physically intimidating to all of the people you're doing business with. <laughs> he's a yeah, art of the deal uh, truther for sure. <laughs> Because nothing's more intimidating than a man, an old man in a wheelchair with rheumatoid arthritis. <laughs> yeah, but when he's got those three inches in verticality <laughs> over you, it, it seems like a monster. This guy's got pole position. Yeah, so this movie's like an hour and 40 minutes of like us getting to know how good a guy George Bailey is. <laughs> and then like the last 30 minutes is like the actual like you know, point of the story mm -hmm. where, you know, we, we find out like the decision that he's trying to, or that he's thinking about making, um, and killing himself and then ends up being taught the lesson and like, it gets all like feel good and happy at the end. 
but like, can you think of any other like modern movie that's like takes that same kind of approach? Like, we don't get into the real like meat of the story. Like, that's not the point of the story. Is like necessarily like the lesson is the resolution, but it's not really the point of the story. Like, the point of the story is like his like his life. It, you know, showing us how like. It's it's a wonderful life, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I just yeah, feel I'd... like I feel like people are too impatient nowadays. I don't feel like if this movie was made today, they would have spent nearly the the amount of time like letting us like go throughout George's entire life uh before mm-hmm. like, you know, the the main part of the story happens. There would have been a little more action that happened while he was, you know, not non-existent. <laughs> yeah, th- this movie would have been 20, 30 minutes shorter if it were made today, I think, right? I mean, yeah, like you said, we just go through his whole life. Did we have to go through his whole life? Eh. Could we have rushed through some of the younger stuff? Probably, you know. Um, but, you know, I, I like the stuff when he's in high school. I like stuff when, you know, when he's a kid. I think that's important, but. Yeah. It's like an 80-20 split on like his life versus disappearing or after when his life gets revoked. And mm-hmm. it should have probably been like 60-40, 65-35, somewhere, you know, more like that. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely a lot, you know, it was the the, then the, the actual meat of the story is, is very short. But um, I think it's cool, though. Uh, I like really kind of focusing on one character and really, you know, kind of seeing what's going on with him. Um, and mm-hmm. I think it, it, it uh, plays well. But like you said, if it was made today, it would be, be differently. It would be called uh, This Happened on Christmas or whatever ridiculous <laughs> title you were talking about earlier. It would be more Christmas. They would probably yeah. you know, want to sell the we, idea of Christmas more. We uh, probably, as the, like, the flashbacks through his life would have only taken place during Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... <laughs> probably, yeah. Just like, this happened on Christmas Day when he was six. This happened on Christmas Day when he was nine. This happened on Christmas Day. <laughs> and then Christmas Day when he was... 30 he tried to kill himself <laughs> he tried to kill himself yeah was, or however that was a big one at that point <laughs> yeah it was probably yeah the, definitely it started off as the worst one but it ended really well uh what do you guys think of the way the angels are talking to each other like from the stars and... they're like galaxies <laughs> in, in like the starry backdrop yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah constellations um, like I, I, I don't mind it it's like Keep in mind, you know, 1946, like, they don't have the, uh, you know, I guess tech to really, like, show what heaven might look like Mm -hmm. uh, necessarily. And it's, like, kind of a cheap and easy way of just kind of, like, selling the idea of these, like, cosmic higher powers talking about what's happening on Earth. Um, I I don't mind it. I kind of I, I i don't know i can't remember his ti- his title or his name um but the not the the guy in charge but the like angel that's like just below him that's like mm-hmm. you know in charge of dealing with clarence he kind of annoys me i feel like he has an unnecessary <laughs> attitude but other than that like I, i'm down with the gimmick yeah, yeah, yeah I, works- I, I think it's pretty creative yeah, yeah. go ahead I was just gonna say, yeah, it's, it worked for me. It's kind of cool seeing the Big Dipper talk to Orion's belt, you know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, at the, for the for the time, it it works really well. Yeah, and I, it adds a certain mystery to where they are, or you know, or what, what they're they are, or how that like works. You know, cosmic entities—they're just yeah. yeah. Out if, there. if they showed heaven and they show the angels with the wings, it might not age as well. It might be kind of corny, all that stuff. Yeah, but I, I think. And it would have been hard to do. They're like, yo, we just yeah. got this black piece of paper full and we'll <laughs> we'll light up this one little part of it. <laughs> um, great. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. The fact that it, I think it did age better as a result. I feel like having it be a little bit more abstract than just like, you know, white fluffy clouds and angels with wings and like having yeah. all that imagery in there. I feel like having it a little bit more abstract is, you know, I feel like it sells the point to a bigger audience one, but also it just kind of like doesn't tie you down into this, like back you into the the corner of, you know, a specific ideology. Um, Mm -hmm. Honestly, if like, if they had gone like full, like, 
you know, white fluffy cloud heaven, it would have been a lot less interesting to me. I feel like the way they did it was the the better way. Yeah. I'm with you. Cool. Um, I'm glad we could agree on that. <laughs> Another... Well, y'all. <laughs> Team. Team. Yes. <laughs> we did it. We can stop making these now. <laughs> <laughs> we finally agreed on something. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... In that scene where after they jump in the water and they both get pulled out of the river, uh, Clarence and George are in, I don't know what that other guy is. He's like the the bridge attendant. I don't know. He's yeah, he just, <laughs> just chills in the, the toll booth area thing. Yeah, even though, he lives there. And so like... That's definitely not what it's called. <laughs> they're, they're like hanging up their clothes to dry and everything. And he's getting more and more weirded out by things Clarence is saying. And when Clarence starts talking about being an angel, the guy like just totally freaks out and just like backs out of the room and like closes the door and just like walks away. I'm getting Um, the hell out of here. I I love that reaction because like if this was a horror movie, he would be the smartest person in any horror movie ever. Like as soon as stuff starts getting weird, you're just like, nope, I'm out. I gotta go. I would have done exactly the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) What? Is that angel? I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Maybe he knows something. Maybe he's met an angel before. He knows what they're capable of. And he's like, oh shit, you're angels. gonna blink me out of existence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that guy's like, I, I have sinned a lot in my life. I need to get away <laughs> yeah. from this thing. <laughs> I'm not in a good position right now. Uh, this guy knows everything about me? Oh shit. <laughs> oh no. So you know about those people I didn't <laughs> save from the river? <laughs> 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 and like I, I I get Clarence they kind of describe it at the beginning when the, the two other angels are talking about Clarence and they're like uh, basically called calling him stupid they're like what, what, what do they say it's like he's got like oh, I can't even remember what it was but then they're like talking about like he's got the brains of a whatever and the other the other one's like, yes, but he's got the faith of a child. Simple. And it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> still doesn't sound like a compliment. Is that a good thing? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, no. Incredibly like, underhanded. When you started that sentence, I thought you were on his side. By the time you finished it, I'm like, yeah, I don't know so much anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, like, Clarence, like, he's got no chill. Like, he can't be, he can't, like, play on the down low. Like, he's just walking around. I get, you're an angel. And you're like, I should be telling the truth all the time. But also, like, maybe when you're in a seedy bar with a bunch of, like, rough and tumble guys, don't be like, I want a mulled wine. And, oh, did you hear that bell ring? That's an angel getting his wings. What, don't you believe in angels? It's like, calm down, man. Like, you're, you're there's a lot that you're yeah. throwing at us right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, maybe just like, chill stop. out. Talk about George, yeah. like, the reason why you're there. Like, <laughs> you don't need to be going through all this stuff. Yeah, like, stop snitching. I, yeah. I don't need people to know I got an angel on my on my arm right now. You know, like, let's let's bring it down a little bit. People already think that I'm a, a weirdo that no criminals uh, that have touched kids or whatever. Like I, he killed was, a kid. I killed a kid. That's right. <laughs> Should we? Yeah, that scene. If you don't think like society is incrementally improving over time, <laughs> just watch that scene, and you'll realize that like there was big time child labor in the early 20th century, and the boss could just kick the shit out of those kids. He's like ears bleeding and everything. And he's just like, Oh yeah. What? (laughs) Like this is okay. That was crazy. I I had forgotten about that. And, uh, I normally complain about children actors as I've done before on this podcast, but I thought that kid was really good actually. And, uh, yeah, he, he, he really killed it. I wonder if he actually became an actor later in his life. I don't, I don't know who that was, but, um, he, he was really good and he really sold those, those punches. I felt, uneasy watching that scene yeah. uh, it actually yeah. it, it was pretty good he roughed him up yeah. actually i think yeah and like what a sloppy drunk mr gower is you can no. like, barely understand yeah. a word he's saying <laughs> it's like did you hear what i said boy and it's like i kind of like i heard you no. talking but i don't know what you said <laughs> no that was that was rough he uh yeah um he tried to kill people also <laughs> yeah like you said that's that's not good and it's like <laughs> 
he's on the phone with the family he's supposed to be sending meds to. And he's like, it should have been there an hour ago. And it's like, okay, well, clearly I know why it's not here. <laughs> and, it's yeah. like, and plus, I don't know if I want you handling my medicine now that I hear you're like sloppy drunk at like yeah. 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, he... Not a whole lot of reason to lie for the guy or to like keep a secret for the guy, but um, I don't know. I, Joseph or Joseph uh, George is I don't know a very loyal guy, I guess. And you know what? He gave the guy a shot, and the guy seems like he turned stuff around after that. Yeah, you know what I mean. I like think he you, did. You jump to when George is like twenty, I think. Whatever. He's been out of high school for a little bit. He's about mm-hmm. to go on his boat trip. Um. And he comes back and sees Mr. Gower. That freaking drugstore blew up since then. Like, he's, like, line out the door kind of, like, (laughs) you know, clientele coming in here. He's all dressed up in a nice white suit. Like, clearly he looks like he's doing well for himself now. Like, you know, sometimes when people are low, they just need a bump. And that's what George gave him. You know the uh, the the that character looks so different throughout the film from like what you're that scene that you're talking about where he's he's healthy now you know like he's he's obviously gotten through a very dark period in his life but the beginning when he's a sloppy drunk and then the end again when he's a older sloppier drunk yeah uh, yeah <laughs> who's like just gotten out of prison <laughs> yeah yeah I've been in prison for twenty years or whatever. There's a lot of variance on that guy's life, depending on what happened to George. You know, like (laughs) (laughs) the scene at the end when you know he like comes back to his family and he's like hugging and kissing all of his kids. He sees his wife and he's just like she's trying to talk to him and say stuff, and he's just like trying to make out with her constantly, even like while she's talking to him. (laughs) And it's like that's a little awkward like it's it drifted into a little bit of an awkward territory while he was doing that um and then she's like no come over here it's amazing and is like you know sets up the table and he's still just like totally distracted and like trying to like kiss her nonstop. and then she finally walks away and he's like okay (laughs) and just like finally like snaps out of it and then all the people start showing up and they're just like you know dumping money all over the place and they're just like, yeah, old, we just said George needed help and everybody just came running. And it's like, that's a really cool, really touching thing. But at the same time, like, fuck you, un- Uncle Billy. Like, <laughs> you really yeah. screwed up. You don't get off this easy. <laughs> George shouldn't pay for your mistake, but you still royally screwed up here. <laughs> mm. Yeah, let's let's give all of our money to our mortal enemy. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, let's let's just hand, literally hand over you know, all the power to this guy. Yeah, major major blunder by by Uncle Billy there, and like freaking uh, uh, Potter, like throughout the whole movie, he's clearly not a good guy. He's like shady business guy. He takes advantage of people. He's doing whatever he can to make a buck. But like he graduates to by the end of the story, just straight up stealing. Like a shitload of money from Uncle Billy. <laughs> like he notices it right away, and it's just like, no, I'm gonna see how this plays out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't just steal it. Like calls the cops on yeah. the people that misplaced it in order to get them in trouble. Yeah. Like, like they <laughs> like are the, the ones lowest. who took the money. And it's like that's so messed up. And it's like I feel like honestly, if we're being honest. Uncle Billy should have been let go a while ago. Like, <laughs> past his prime. He's, past he's, his prime uh, sure. he's very forgetful. Like, he always has the little strings wrapped around his finger to try to remember stuff. But, like, I feel like the only reason why George probably kept him around is, like, one, his loyalty to family. But then also, like, as long as Uncle Billy was there, there was probably, like, this small hope that he still had that he wasn't going to be in the building alone forever. It's like, maybe there's like this other person that's been working here with me and like, maybe they could just take it over or find somebody else to like take Mm -hmm. my position. But like as long, (laughs) but if it ended up just being only George there, like, what is he going to do? Like he's, that's, that's the final nail in the coffin. He's never leaving. (laughs) So, but I mean, like, 
really Uncle Billy should have been fired a long time mm-hmm. ago. Sorry, Uncle no, Billy. I, but like I, I I totally understand the logic of like not wanting responsibility. So you give the responsibility to somebody that doesn't shouldn't have the responsibility either. I totally understand that. So I, I don't blame uh <laughs> George in the slightest for doing that. It's like I'm so unresponsible. I'd rather have somebody that's even more unresponsible than me doing the task. Just because I don't want to do it. Because I I know I'm going to fail. And I know you're going to fail too. But at least if you fail, I'm not. <laughs> but you're the one that failed, yeah. <laughs> it's on you. And they showed that money. It was $8,000. There was a lot of fives in there. I don't know how you... <laughs> I don't know how you make it to eight grand with that stack when there's a lot of fives. <laughs> They like Maybe. on the day that they were shooting, they're just like, "Who has cash money on them? Who has cash money?" And they, they yeah, like, yeah, okay, put yeah. into a cool, bundle, cool. and they're like, "There you go. That's that's eight thousand dollars." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a lot of fives. I don't know. I don't know how inflation works, so maybe it just added up to eight thousand. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. That's, there's your economic like talk. There's Remington economics talk uh, for the day. Five dollar bills were actually twenty dollar bills. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Back in the day, and $20 <laughs> bills were $100 bills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, in the future from us, when they decide that money is worth more, all of our 20s will be changed into $5 bills. Mm-hmm. We can only hope. Retroactively. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if I have a $20 bill right now, in 50 years from now, you watch this video, it's going to be a $5 bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like when you, you find a penny from like 1950, it's worth like two and a half cents as opposed to one cent because uh, mm. it's made with more copper. I'm talking out of my ass. I don't know. I mean, that's, <laughs> but that's, that's it's right. something like that's, that. I think it's something like that. That's yeah. the increase in value of copper, not so much the, the, the coin. <laughs> the yeah, coin pennies are probably uh, worth less nowadays. Who, yeah. Who wants to carry on pennies? Maybe the value of paper will be more in the future so yeah, hold on to your bills mm-hmm. uh-huh um except money's not actually made on paper it's like, um, it's like i'm pretty sure it is it's printed on uh, it's printed on, like, on a cotton material it's made I've, from gold it's given me a paper cut so okay paper. um take a cut. piece of take a piece of paper and like dip it in some water and see how quickly it okay. falls apart, and then take a dollar and dip it in some water and watch it not do that. That's true. It doesn't they're, fall apart. They're this made is out true. Of things. <laughs> I've had so dollars I, in the washing machine that I have used. So I, Nick is Nick's yeah, making some good so points I, right now. So was that not a paper cut, but a cotton cut? Yeah, a cotton cut. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. These All are right. the important discussions we need to be having on the show. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you know. Just. I just need to know. I didn't go to see a doctor, so I didn't, you know, I didn't know how to diagnose it really, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cloth Cotton cloth cut. cuts are the most dangerous of the cloth cuts. Cut. They really, really mess your day up if you get a cloth cut. Yeah, I get cloth cuts just putting on my shirt in the morning. Uh, it happens to me a lot, yeah. If I'm just, yeah. you know, putting or wearing a blanket around the house, I just like, ah! <laughs> you you wear a blanket around the house? Yeah. Like a snuggie? I mean, like E.T., I just walk. Yeah. That's how I walk around my house too. <laughs> That's a... Just looking like e, just looking like ET, just in case somebody rings my doorbell and I just look like a crazy person. They're like, "Oh, uh, sorry, the Jehovah's Witnesses don't bother me." Uh, by rule, I have decided I'm never going to be a person who like uses something like a snuggie. Like that's a line I've decided okay. I'm never going to cross. But I am not against just like throwing a blanket over my head and walking around the house all day like that. <laughs> George's little girl, uh, when he comes home and he's, you know, clearly frantic about losing a, a large amount of money, especially back then. Um, and he goes upstairs and his daughter is in her bed and she's very excited about a flower that she she picked. And he tells her, for whatever reason, like, okay, you got to go to bed now because I'm having a, a meltdown, a, a crisis. And uh, she was like, but I want to look at my flower. 
And that made me sad for kids back then because yeah. all they had to look at was a damn flower that they picked. Like kids, like iPads. No, 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 no. Like, look at this flower. <laughs> Please, can I stay up and look at my flower? <laughs> this no. is the most entertaining thing I've ever had. This had this enough flower. flower time today. <laughs> you keep, yeah, you're gonna rot your brain if you keep looking at your flower. <laughs> ridiculous um yeah so i thought that was pretty hysterical uh also clarence assaulted a police officer (laughs) (laughs) that dude was getting his wings any means necessary biting cops pulled a tyson man Uh, i didn't see i forgot that happened i didn't see that coming all of a sudden he's ah (laughs) like okay what the the cop that's shooting at george when george like george running away he's just like there's so many people like around there he's hitting buildings and yeah like it's not even good for like (laughs) yeah no he was really he should have done the fan should have fanned it (laughs) i'm always a sucker for a fan shot if you're if you're fanning uh in a movie uh, big big fan of that And then what you were saying before about like uh, how like Clarence he bit him right was wasn't that what he did? Yeah, he bit him. <laughs> mm-hmm. he's like you have this like amazing cosmic power to where you can blink people out of existence, but you have like zero capability otherwise when it comes to like dealing with people. Like your go-to move in a fight is to bite somebody. <laughs> you yeah. have no other way of being able to you know d- defend yourself or he's very old nick he's very old and he does not have his wings yet and everybody knows uh an angel's wings are where their fighting prowess comes from uh they're able to hover above their enemies uh they can flip around and a, a back a back punch with the wing they can hit one of those um they can create a dust storm, just flick up a bunch of dust. I think I think uh, you're thinking of Pokemon. <laughs> Pidgey, Pidgey can. Dust storm. And once they evolve to Pidgey, then yeah. Um, I, Point is, he, he was very old man. Yeah. The other thing is that, like, so he was he's like two hundred something years old, so like he was alive in the sixteen hundreds. How does he not have any like? self-defensing capabilities at all like he's 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 an older guy he made it that far not a lot of Mm -hmm. people back then made it as far as he did (laughs) yeah so yeah i wonder when he how old is he when he died i wonder because he's an eight so as an angel he's been alive for 200 plus years right so so that means yeah he died in the 1600s yeah i guess I guess <laughs> my best estimate. <laughs> and assuming he, assuming he was, he looks like he did when he died. I guess I don't know how that works. I feel like you don't age probably. Uh, mm. So it's actually like you'd want to die young if you're going to become an angel. Oh, how about the uh, the the moon scene? Uh, you want the moon? How about I throw a lasso around it and pull it down? That's that's just a good scene. It's a good it line. Is... You know, it's romantic. It's uh, classic. Um, I, I do. You, ha- you nailed the accent pretty well. <laughs> I do tend to agree with the the old, right. old guy on the porch, who's like, "Why, why don't you kiss her instead of talking to her?" To death? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's talking too much. Like, sure. And it's like, yeah, he was like, it, it was really romantic, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll get you the moon. I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down for you." And he's like, "She's like, and then what?" And it's like, then is your opportunity right then when she says that then this, this it, and then yeah and then you just like go and plant one on her and mm-hmm. she'd be like oh george um, he's like instead but, well like it'd be actually impossible for me to throw a lasso that far <laughs> and even if i was able to pull it down to earth it would crash into us and create another stone age like that's well, <laughs> he's like wait what? why didn't like, you just kiss me <laughs> his explanation is like well then you'll swallow it see and the light will come out all your fingertips and the tips of your hair. And it's like, what, what, where are you going with this, George? Yeah, where are you getting that from? That's not how anything works. It's like, <laughs> so it'll crash into Earth and you feel it in your fingertips and then all of humanity dies. And 
It's like, why are you? You're gonna do that for me? You will end all of humanity for me? As the moon crashes the down insane. onto the earth and everybody dies in a fiery blaze, you it will feel like an eternity of light shooting from your fingertips and out the tips of your hair as you, as yeah. time extends and you slowly just evaporate into nothingness. It's like, my love for you is akin to a morbid hellscape of fire and lava and despair. <laughs> Excuse me? That's a wonderful life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was actually, I, I, I was thinking about that this time when I was watching it. I'm like, I really want the, the painting she made. George Bailey lassos the moon. Um, I want that just like chill mm. in my office. I want that. Yeah, some, like, that's wall really art. cool. <laughs> Fire. All righty, gentlemen. It's time for everyone's favorite game. Were you paying attention? Alrighty, gentlemen. There are a number of questions on the board uh, today. I didn't count them. I think there's nine. Uh, Good. There's also a bonus round, as no. usual, I guess. Bonus. My favorite, the arbitrary bonus round. Question number one: Are you ready? What ear is George Deffin? Donna Reed. Remington. His left ear. That is correct. Getting off to an early lead. Question number two. How did Mr. Gower's son die? Was it A, measles, B, the flu, or C, pneumonia? Donna Reed. Riley. Uh, it is pneumonia. See, that is final answer locked in. What? Mm, mm. Uh, uh, Remington, a, I'll go with A measles. That is incorrect. <laughs> so that's a point for Nick. Damn it, had <laughs> <laughs> a shot there. I don't like you being tied for anything. We need. Yeah. It always it actively like scares me that you're gonna win one of these days and me and Riley This might be the one. For those of you listening who don't know what we're talking about, because I don't know if we've mentioned it yet. Um anytime well, I don't think you went over the rules. I don't think I went over the rules, actually. That's a good point. Um uh, if I uh, if neither of them get the question right, the point goes to me. So there's still a chance I can win this game. <laughs> Um, alrighty. Question number three. What is the last thing George says to his father? Is it A. I can't work at that crummy building and loan forever. Is it B. I love you. Or is it C. I think you're a great guy. Anyway. Riley. A. Final answer. Locked in. That is incorrect. Uh, B. I love you. That is incorrect. No! <laughs> means I have currently taken the lead. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So the last thing he says to his father is, you're a great guy? I think you're a great guy. I think you're a great guy. That's the final... Okay. All right. I mean... Pretty much, that's the bit, the actual last thing he says is, I'm going to get dressed and go to Harry's party. But that's more of like a general, like, just mm -hmm. like telling him what he's going to yeah, do. No, no. It's not really something he says to his father. Feels like you're so. a great guy. Okay. Okay. Huh. Not Damn it! Yeah, it's a sweet moment. He leans in. He's like, you want a shock pop? I think you're a great guy. Already. Question number four? Question number four. What sport did Harry play in college? Donna Reed. Remington. Uh, he played football. That is correct. Uh, did, was he any good? Uh, yeah, yeah. He did well. He made uh, was second team All-American yeah. or something like that. That's exactly which, what he was. 
he's he was way too tiny to do that but then again like it, it, it like football is very different in the 40s <laughs> yeah. and 30s than it is today but like still a pretty scrawny guy to to be playing football but they barely even had helmets back then <laughs> yeah no <laughs> it's just like yeah piece of leather yeah <laughs> it's like uh, like they they took a football and deconstructed it so you could put <laughs> it on your head is basically what they used to do it's like i hit my head a lot in this game i feel like i should wear something like here Cut open that, cut in half that old football. <laughs> this is sweet. Good on you, Riley. Yeah, you're doing terrible so far. Um, oh, thank you. Have you. Zero you points. Next, uh, I have two. I have two. Let me test two. And this tie game. And this game does not require me to participate <laughs> to win. <laughs> I lost two coin flips in this too. I could be easily 4-0 right now. I'm... <laughs> That's a long game, you know. Uh, question number five. Not that long. What business does Sam Wainwright try to get George to invest in? Is it A, plastics, B, oil? Or Sunnerade. Remington. It was plastics. That is correct. I knew that was right once you said it and shoulda should have jumped on the on the down a reed. So there are You should have just like George should have jumped on Sam's plastic because that dude got big paper. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um so Riley, there yeah. are four questions left in the main game. That means okay. if you want to win the main game, yeah, you have to get every single one of these next questions correct. Okay. No problem. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'll just do that then. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's what I have to do. Question number six. What is George Bailey's address? Is it A, 320 Sycamore, B, 750 Cypress, or C, 227 Oak? Riley. A. That is correct. Yes! <laughs> I'm on the board. He has done it, folks! Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Yes! <laughs> Two-thirds of the way through the game, Riley is finally on the board. <laughs> Come on. Go. Still trailing to Nick. Still trailing to Nick. Question number seven. How much money does George Bailey make Donna a Reed. week? Remington. Oh, you should have let him finish the question. I don't know why I did that. Um, $2,000. That is incorrect. Seems like a lot. Riley, would you like to hear the multiple choice? Yeah, probably. I'll, I'll no. Probably no, yes. I would, I would love to hear that. <laughs> I'm going to finish the question because I'm not sure if I got it all out before he <laughs> chimed in. <laughs> How much money does George Bailey make a week? Is it A, $37, B, <laughs> oh, yes. or C, what was B? $45, or C, $49. Such a, I, do, I do this every time, and I just let Riley back into these games by... Being an idiot. A was $37? Yes. I'm going to say B. That was 47 right? That was 45 Or C, uh, 49 I think it was 7 so I'm going to say 37A, lock it in, give me my second point. That is incorrect. Yes! <laughs> Damn it! What Nick, was it's it? another one. Remington, we are currently tied for first place. Oh, really? I thought I had one more. <laughs> Damn it. The bonus round will save me, though. As long as I get one, you won't win. The correct answer was B, $45. Ah, uh, that was a big opportunity for me, and I blew it. Blew it. Uh, question number eight. How much money does Uncle Billy lose? Don't read. Remington. This is what I thought you were going to say on the last question. <laughs> and I was going to tell you $8,000. That is correct. 
gets another point. Riley, it is mathematically impossible for you to win the main game. It's been that way for a couple questions now. Um, <laughs> don't worry, you can still make it up in the bonus round. Um, fun fact... in 1946 would be equivalent to $106,000 in 2020. Mm. Oh, yeah, no, I'm I'm putting hands on Uncle Billy if he loses 100 racks. (laughs) No. Are you kidding me, but Uncle Billy? (laughs) No. You might lose him that, my guy. (laughs) Like, the houses that they were building, they were saying were like $5,000 to build the house. And it's like... You lost basically two houses worth of you lost an, you lost it like yeah multiple cul-de-sacs is what you just lost. <laughs> like if you, if you can't find that eight grand, they're not going to find your body, Uncle yeah. Billy. Now go find the money. <laughs> Let's like okay, everything worked out. We we were able to like make up the money, and nobody has to go to jail. That's fine. Uncle Billy, I'm not letting you off the hook. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, yeah, carrying carrying uh, uh, currency around in newspapers was the original Bitcoin. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> the the uh, the only two people to actually make it out of this situation unscathed um, are George and Mr. Potter. Like he yeah. just gets away with it. <laughs> like, he just he's so yeah. I'm gonna keep doing my thing. <laughs> He stole the equivalent of over $100,000 from somebody, and he's just like, yeah, nobody suspects me. (laughs) I'm good, yeah. Art of the deal. Mm -hmm. Art of the deal. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Um, Okay. Question number nine. Uh, Riley, this is just you trying to keep him from gaining an even larger lead. Yeah. Um, because there is potentially five bonus points up for grabs, and he currently has Perfect. a three-point lead. So you're so telling me there's a chance. There is mm-hmm. a chance. Um, if you... Uh, because I, I know he's going to get some of the bonus points also. So, like, you... You know that? 100%. I wrote the questions. I, I wrote. I write the questions with you two in mind. <laughs> but you don't. You don't know what's going on in that brain of his. That's right. Yeah, I you never were going to get more than one question right out of all of these that I. And I just the, asked you. The longer the game is, the slower his brain works because that thing is cutting off the circulation <laughs> to his brain. Yeah. There's there's something like uh, I live in a, a constant state that you should never underestimate or overestimate my intelligence because whatever you think is going to happen is probably going to be wrong. I'll surprise you. He's the Either my intelligence Schro- or my stupidity will surprise you. He's the Schrodinger's cat of, in- of intellectual prowess. A hundred percent. Just don't open the box. He's going to amaze you. You just don't know in which way. Yeah, that's right. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, the exactly what I am. Already, question number nine. What was the equity on George's life insurance policy? Donna Reed, Remington. Oh, the equity? Yeah. Five hundred dollars. That is correct. No way! Wow, <laughs> that looks like a guess. <laughs> <laughs> the like probably the first time that tactic has ever actually paid off for you where you're like <laughs> i'm gonna answer right away <laughs> uh. well, i was so stoked right there plus uh. like I, you said equity too those are two different numbers that yeah. was that was good Woo! and they were both in the multiple choice so if you hadn't listened to uh. the question very closely mm. you could have answered either see economics of remington 101 equity is something different. <laughs> there are potential for five points in the bonus round. And because wow. I like to make rules up as I go, whichever ones you don't both collectively get will be points I get. <laughs> <laughs> really, really trying to 
I mean, I mean, it is election season, so, like you know, you got to rig things. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Alrighty, gentlemen. I want to recount. Right. You will have 60 seconds. We're past election season, by the way. It's, uh, that was like two months ago. This, oh, yeah. Um, we just came out of what election, I've said. election season. <laughs> I know, I, I messed up the mirage that we're doing this uh, just days before My uh, Christmas. Yes. Damn it, Riley, stop freezing. We're almost done. <laughs> Alrighty, gentlemen, you will have 60 seconds to uh, list as many in the following category. Name everyone who has worked at the building and loan. Go. Wow. At the, okay. Um, Board members do not count. (laughs) Mr. Potter. Why would they ever put him on the board anyway? Like you're just going to create headaches for yourself if you put that guy. Um, 30 seconds left, by the way. <laughs> oh. While they're oh, working on this question, is first you... is first names okay? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. While they're working on that, let's. Uh, why don't you guys go on uh, to our uh, Instagram? Give us a follow there. We post funny memes and gifts and such. Those are all things that you you would like. Don't do it now. Wait till the episode's over. But like, uh, you should definitely check it out. Useless critics on Instagram. Uh, it's a it's a place where we where we talk about stuff. Time. Already, how do you think you did? I guess. Um, <laughs> normally, I go first. Go ahead, Riley. Why don't you kick us off? Oh sure. Um, your incredible list. Well, first long, of all, how long, many did extensive. you each get? I think I got four. I wrote down five names. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Riley. All right. Uh, rapid fire. Here we go. George, Sam, Harry, Bert, Ernie. <laughs> Bert, Ernie, for sure. <laughs> um, what do I win? You got one point. I... <laughs> 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 um, I- I got, I got uh, George, Uncle Billy, Tommy, and Peter Bailey. Is that the dad's name? Uh, or was it Harry? No, Harry's his brother. Okay. It probably is. I think he's just credited as Pa Bailey. Oh, well, Pa Bailey. That's who I'm trying to right, right. point out. I got you. Say, say that again. George, Uncle Billy, Tommy, and the father of George Bailey. Um, Bailey Senior. So you got three points. George, Uncle Billy, and pa- Papa Bailey. Um, Bailey. The ones that you missed were so... Tilly and Eustace. Mm. Eustace, a normal so modern day I... name. Um, so Remington, you are the winner of Were You Paying Attention? <laughs> Uh, truly, truly oh, humbled. Come on, uh, I I accept the nomination. Me? I accept the nomination uh, uh, as as champion. Uh, I will really bring respect to this organization. Thank um, you. Followed by a pretty close second place by me um, with five points, and Riley with a gentleman's two. Oh, you got the points from the bonus round? The get, two that I didn't get? Is yeah. that what you're counting? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Hey, you did well. <laughs> and Riley got one. The title character you, of the movie. <laughs> you blew Riley out of the ballpark, and yeah. he's frozen. That's the four that I got wrong. So. You get points for that? I don't get points for those. Damn it. Son of a... I'm on a heater, man. Uh, well, uh, it's been fun. Uh, once again, Merry Christmas and, you know, happy whatever right. holiday that you're celebrating. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's the season of holidays. And I hope ho, ho, ho. I hope that everybody has a fun time. Um, you know, this year's been hard on a lot of people. 
And I just, uh, I hope that you can have some nice, cool, you know, chill time. Maybe reconnect with some family. Even if you can't be together, chat. At the very least, just listen to this podcast. Yeah. If you just yeah, actually, I yeah, I don't care if you have a good time with your family or not. Just listen to this podcast. That, that's what I'm. That's, that's the main point you. that I was getting to, is that if you can't be with family, at least you can be with us. <laughs> you can be with us. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is terrible. <laughs> and what a sad, sad holiday that might be for you. But guess what? At least we got the clicks. <laughs> <laughs> but at least, at least we're getting um, like I was all that paper. Before, like I said before, uh, you can follow us on Instagram. We let you know when new episodes are coming out. We even drop hints as to what the new episode might be. Uh, so you get to know before uh, before it actually goes up. Uh, you can also follow Riley on... What's Riley doing? Every time you hit subscribe, an angel gets its wing. Look in the, look in the description. I'll put a link there. Just yeah, Hit the bell. Hit yeah. the bell. Because when you hit the bell... That's when the angel gets its wings. Exactly. Remington, that. that's Look at that. It's no better mm-hmm. place to That's end. how you send off. Uh, watch more movies, guys. Perfect. Have a wonderful holidays. Subscribe. What did I say? What What is Riley doing? Oh. It's... You said, what is Riley doing? You'll probably hear this in like 10 seconds, so that's... I should so stop it's it's, in. it's what Riley doing? What's 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 Riley doing? What apostrophe? What is apostrophe? Yes, no yes, correct. No apostrophe. I can't imagine there's a p- apostrophe in the at. No apostrophe. Yes, no apostrophe. But mm-hmm. said like it would have an yes. apostrophe. Uh, uh, hold on. Uh, buzzword is donna reed okay. donna reed okay because we didn't talk about her enough in the in the podcast and she's amazing and beautiful and gorgeous and perfect and i love donna reed donna reed is she's top tier